Brought to you by JMR Rentals, professional digital cinema and broadcast equipment rentals in Brooklyn, New York. JMRNY.com. Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and joining me via Zoom today, we got the director-producer team behind the indie feature Go, Don't Go, Mr. Alex Knapp and Mr. Max Gardner. Welcome, fellas. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh, great to be here. Uh, great, great to have you guys. So I want to ask you guys about uh, the film. I, w I watched it. We did a bit of a review when we were um, previewing the film festivals uh, for the summer, uh, which uh, I believe EJ Argenio watched it for us. Uh, so I got a chance to, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to see it before the interview. I like the film very much. So uh, let's talk about it. So um, first of all, you guys, um, Alex, you uh, directed and starred in the picture. Uh, Max, you produced it, but you guys have a company together. How did that kind of come about? Did it come about for the movie, or were you guys making films together? Are you childhood friends? What's your origin story? We went to college together and became pretty fast friends. Uh, we both had transferred into the new school university for our sophomore years and found ourselves uh, in a bunch of film classes together right away. And um, we worked together and, and, and uh, were classmates together all through college. And then after college, uh, we kind of kept, obviously we were friends and we started kind of working together on projects. Um, uh, we were roommates too. <laughs> we were roommates, yeah, roommates and friends. And we started uh, shooting some kind of broadcast spots and commercials and music videos and short films and stuff together. Uh, and after a few years of doing that kind of on the side where we both had other jobs, um, we decided that we both kind of wanted to, to go launch into doing film and video production full time. So we kind of officially joined forces uh, and created a company in uh, January of 2017 um, and, you know, have been making commercials and music videos and short films. And uh, now Go Don't Go, our, our, our first feature, um, kind of together ever since. Were you guys always in this same uh, configuration? Max, are you always producing and, and Alex, you're directing? Or do you kind of switch on and off for different projects? We definitely switch on and off, yeah, for different projects. Basically, Alex and I, like you said, we, we went to college together. I think the first time we kind of like recognized that we could be cool with one another is we, we watched Blade Runner in some class. and. I'm like, yeah, Blade Runner is my kind of movie. And Alex is like, Blade Runner is my kind of movie too. So it kind of spiraled there. Uh, at this point, yeah, working together has basically been kind of one of these things where organically we, we do production as our business. And, you know, Alex will bring in work and he's like, I got to focus on the creative with this. Can you help me produce the logistical elements, the line elements, the kind of sort of more perfunctory stuff that needs to get done in order for him to go out with a crew and shoot it. Um, in other cases, I'll be on the other side and I'll be developing something. And then obviously, so my my kind of um, purview is I'm a producer and a director. Alex is a, a director and a 
DP also. He's got a real sharp eye. He knows how to operate a camera um, really good. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where we vacillate between the two and we help each other out. And, you know, he'll go strike out and do one of his projects completely on its own. And he'll ask me for notes or something and vice versa. So we, we are pretty simpatico when it comes to what the project is. I look to him for his strengths and he will sort of throw it back to me when he knows mine are in uh, high gear for it too. So Go Don't Go is the first feature for you guys. Uh, and Alex, you star and, and you also directed it. First of all, before we get into the kind of logistics of it, uh, what, give me like the log line for the movie, the, the Hollywood log line and sum it up so that people know what it's about. Go Don't Go is a post-apocalyptic sci-fi thriller that oscillates between a forgotten love story and inescapable paranoia, uh, where Adam, a wallflower, is the last person alive, or so he thinks. And uh, the film kind of is his journey slowly kind of descending into madness. What was kind of the inspiration for that? Did you, always, did you have like a, a, a feel for the post-apocalyptic or... Like, how, how did that kind of come about? Probably about five or so years ago, I had a crazy dream nightmare where I was uh, playing baseball with a bunch of friends and uh, we were all having a really good time. And then kind of the camera of the dream pulled back and revealed that I was on an empty baseball diamond totally by myself with a pitching machine just spitting balls at me. And I kind of woke up with this impending sense of dread and crazy feelings of loneliness and and uh it was just kind of a vivid striking moment um so that was kind of the original very first nugget genesis of it um and then you know kind of bringing in a lot of different things uh definitely was inspired by the hudson valley and and the landscape and kind of the desolation and isolation of that uh landscape and uh, feelings of being up there and visiting and, and inevitably living up there. Um, and then also just kind of thinking about, uh, you know, the, the romance port and relationship part of the film um, between Adam and Kay, you know, just thinking about previous relationships that maybe didn't have a chance to blossom or, you know, if things didn't come to fruition or things that were kind of uh, pulled away before they maybe really had a chance to, to be something. So kind of synthesizing all of that stuff. And then, you know, obviously, as Max said, we 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 love different movies and we love different genres and, and things like the post-apocalyptic genre and these kind of uh, lo-fi sci-fi films were definitely things that were inspiring to us. And, and we wanted to pull all of that together. And, and uh, that kind of is, is what ended up being being the movie. Did you guys make this during the pandemic or was it made before the pandemic? Yeah, no, we shot the film probably about two years ago. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, so the, yeah, we, the, we, the, the feelings of uh, relevance and kind of social distance and isolation uh, are uh, just kind of a, a happy accident and kind of a coincidence of timing um, right now. Unhappy yeah. accident? Because <laughs> the movie is pretty melancholic. Um, yeah, we... We made this movie in uh, the summer of 2018. Uh, we started, Alex started working on it. We, we sh so the genesis of the film is that dream. And uh, kind of one of the lead ups to us starting to work together was Alex told me about this idea. And he said, 
I want to try and like make something out of it. So we shot what would become a proof of concept of that film in Hudson, in and around Hudson, where the film is shot um, for the feature. And um, I think that's where he started building it from. And that was almost two years before we made the movie. That was in like 2016. And then at the beginning of 2018, uh, we sort of just decided to plow ahead with it. I think we, we made the right connections to, to, to build the foundation of the movie, both financially and creatively. And uh, by March, we were up there shooting camera tests and trying to piece together the aspects that Alex was actively writing at the time. And by the time we sort of went into full pre-production in April to shoot in May, we were assembly, uh, or we were basically assembling the movie kind of in real time with all the pieces and doing all the location scouts and going and finding all the things that would fit together. And ultimately that kind of like took its own time and then we made the movie and that took, that was like 20 days, I think it was. And then Alex was picking off weekends, constructing more stuff with it, um, you know, for a little while after that. But then you blink and it's uh, May of 2019 and we've only just finished editing the movie. And then you blink again and it's February and we we suddenly had a finished movie and we went to festival and then you blink again and we're suddenly in 2021 because we lost the whole year after that. But it was, we had no idea that this idea that was a nugget in Alex's mind like five, six years ago would actually hook into I think what's going on right now. It's interesting because, you know, I was watching the film and I, I kept thinking like how oddly prophetic it was. <laughs> and I, and the, the thing, the challenge is now you could never make a movie like this in New York City, you know, because, you know, how are you going to get no people in a shot? You know, it's really, really hard. So I was thinking about where you were shooting. And I like <clears throat> there were scenes where Maybe you were on a bridge or something. I was like, okay, so they had to wait for all the cars to stop before they could shoot this. Or, you know, they had to pick the field where, you know, you wouldn't find kids playing in the background. Because it does really feel like there's nobody there. Like, it's really desolate uh, and really empty. And, you know, uh, for, you know, for a guy who's been trapped in this house in Brooklyn for the past 10 months, it was kind of like, oh, look, wide open spaces. <laughs> it's amazing to look at, like, nature and stuff. Um, was that part of the challenge, was just trying to find locations? Like, because, you know, you have things like a grocery store, you got an auto place. How did, because, uh, you know, locations, I think, are some of the toughest stuff to get in a movie. Um, were these connections? Did you know somebody? Did you have to bribe people? Like, how did you wind up getting in these in these spots? Yeah, I think uh, we got very lucky, and it was you know some parts challenging, some parts easy. I you know I think you you had mentioned you were from you know a long while ago up this way in Woodstock, so you know there are definitely parts up here that are very vast and open and desolate just inherently and there are times where you may be on a 20 minute drive through the woods and not see another person um and so you know that kind of exists organically up here um and you know we did get very lucky one of the things that really helped facilitate the film for us was um i have a few friends who have a family kind of farm property up up this way um which is uh, it's a 500 acre property called scarship farm and on this 500 acres 
you know, you have five or six different houses, you have warehouses and wood shops and garages and barns, and you have uh, fields and farms and 200 acres of forests where you can kind of do whatever you want. Uh, and we ended up striking a deal with them and, and kind of having the, the lay of the land for about three or four weeks um, to kind of come as, and go as we pleased. We even put the crew up in one of the houses on the property. One of the other houses played as Adam's house. Um, and so, you know, throughout the film, probably about 60% of all the locations you may see in the movie kind of were in and around this 500 acre property that we had total control over. Um, and then the things like the grocery store, the auto body shop, the bowling alley, those were things that we kind of would, you know, went out and found one by one um, as we were in, in pre-production. I like the look of the film a lot. Um, I thought the DP was uh, really good and I like the design of it. It felt really realistic. Um, it, it, it didn't feel like it was too stylized for what it was uh, and it had this very sort of naturalistic look without being documentary shaky cam type of stuff all the time, which I appreciate. I think that's probably, you know, just finding those spots and, and having that's gotta be like a real blessing because if everything's close to each other, then you don't have to run around between locations, you don't spend more money on transportation, like just logistically, uh, you know, cause when you're trying to, when you're running around town and say we have to do X amount of locations in a day or in a week, uh, you're spending so much time and money just getting between locations and, but I think the other challenge that I could see was just, you know, sort of directing, because you directed, but you're also in every scene, practically in every shot of the film. Was there something, has, had you ever done that before? Or is this kind of like a new experience directing yourself? I definitely hadn't done it before on this scale. Um, you know, I, I had, I come, I had acted in a few features before, a few indie features. Uh, and, at, you know, at one point I had a, comedy web series on Funny or Die that I acted in and directed with a buddy of mine. And, uh, and so I was familiar with kind of performing on camera with something that I still had control over, but definitely not a, a, at this scale. And the real trick, you know, was, um, which, you know, I, I got very lucky and, and Max and I got very lucky is just kind of surrounding uh, the, you know, surrounding myself with other people that were super smart and super talented. You know, obviously having Max there as, as a director in his own right, having Frankie Toriano, our DP, um, who also is a director and, and, and really great. Uh, Derek Brown was another person we had on set who's a producer and was a camera operator for us, who's a commercial director. Um, and Colin Davis, our editor who, who edited the film with me, uh, is also like a phenomenal director in his own right. So that was kind of the trick. It's like, hey, if I have to be on camera for every shot, um, I need to have enough people around um, that are also super smart, super talented. And as long as we can kind of get on the same page and I can, we can spend the time for them to kind of get in my head, um, then I can trust if, you know, hey, we're shooting something and they think that, that we need another one. Or if I want to do another one and they say, no, you got it, it's there. Trust, trust me, it's there. Um, and, and yeah, so there was a lot of that kind of, collaboration on set and uh, just having to be able to trust trust other people that, that were around. I would say it was a pretty all hands, you know, trying to support Alex in that role too, because we were, as you pointed out earlier, we were a limited crew. We were really just small, like a small indie crew because we needed to think about 
how we could get the most out of what we were trying to make aesthetically and from like a production value wise. And a lot of it was there. We wanted to feel lived in, of course. Um, but then it was just like making sure that Alex could trust Frankie, could trust Derek, could trust myself, could trust Ashley, our, you know, focus puller, could trust the sound guy, Blaine. To It was really small. So we were all constantly in communication about just making sure that if Alex is going to be in the movie and all, especially in the the scenes where he's acting with other folks too, because that, that was kind of the trick of it is that the stuff where Alex is working alone, we had plenty of time to just sort of work out what that exactly should be. And Alex had the time to really dig into that. And that was the great thing is that we split the shoot with, Alex directing just Alex and then it was Alex heavy with talent too so it was really about building the production up to be able to support him and have like a shorthand and just really be there to allow him to work on both ends and just make sure there was um everything was you know firing on all cylinders too yeah I, I thought there was even though um you know it's very much a one-man show for long stretches of time uh you do have some good supporting players in it um and you do have some good people to pay off, play off of because, you know, we need to know this guy is like a regular human, you know, we, and we also, you know, we have to be convinced he didn't kill everybody or so, you know, like we have to see those flashbacks to kind of see where we got to and, and, uh, you know, uh, tells us more about his character and the people that he was with. This is the first feature for you guys, um, having done, come from like smaller web series short films. What did you learn from it, from the first feature experience? What was like, what were the takeaways? I'm, I mean, I'm imagining you learned something and everything didn't go perfectly and, you know, you, you were able to come overcome challenges and stuff. But uh, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it learned a million things. Uh, I mean, I could do two hours on everything I learned um, and I'm still learning to this day. I mean, right now, you know, Max and I are kind of in the PR process of this of this whole thing, which is also totally new to us. And 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 having a partnership with a distributor and all that sort of stuff so kind of every single day we're, we're continuing to learn but um for shooting the film yeah i mean there, there was a bunch of stuff a, a lot of it is um you know just un really understanding the allocation of resources and looking back and thinking about okay hey did we really need that did we not need that oh should we have had that like would would that thing may have made it easier so th there was a lot of little things along the way and you know, we were a limited crew and we had limited resources. So you, you had to kind of pick and choose your spots here and there, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, we have enough money to bring two extra crew people on this day. Who are they? You know, is it a, is it an extra sound person because we're going to have as multiple scenes where three or four people are talking together, or is it an extra grip because we're in kind of a complicated location that has a little bit more complicated camera and lighting movements. So um, there was a lot of that sort of technical filmmaking stuff was was being learned every day. Um, I mean, I know for me personally, I definitely I definitely went into the film like I went into the production of the film, maybe being, you know, I don't know, having putting more energy on the. Like spending a lot of energy on the look of the movie and what ended up happening is because of kind of Frankie and Derek and myself and how long we had worked together and, and how good those guys are, I really didn't have to spend as much time on the look as I probably thought I did. 
those sorts of things on the day really just handled themselves. Um, and it was some of the other logistical elements that I maybe thought would have fallen into place that maybe needed a little bit more time. Um, and so that was definitely a big learning uh, experience for me. You don't know what it is until you do it. And I think everyone has a first. I think for us, the first kind of uh, thing we learned and probably took away is that as much as you can plan for everything, you you need to always be ready to pivot on a, on the drop of a dime. So we sort of like learned that you you take your lumps with that too, but ultimately you make up for it in what you're really going for. And with the trust you build up with people, I mean, I, I think that, you know, for me, if I didn't know that Alex had such a good team on the ground while I was running around and making sure the next day and the next day were gonna happen, that I would have, you know, felt crazier than I already was feeling. But at the same time, I could trust that everyone there with Alex when I wasn't was doing their job like, you know, you do in this industry. And it's really in service of like everyone got behind the film that we were trying to make. And it didn't take a lot of convincing. and It didn't sort of like become one of these um, things where it was adversarial at any point. I think we all had a lot of fun with it. And that's the other thing that, you know, you can take away from it is that this can be fun and it can be like, it's not necessarily exactly like summer camp. Yes, we were all staying in the same house, but it was like, you know, adult, it's working. It's, you know, we have jobs and we're here to do good work. And so it was really a lot about learning what film work is. I think because we work as producers and directors, we kind of just get into the rhythm of it being a job. But then when you look at it from this sort of like wholly constructed in service of art, but industrial kind of process, you just sort of realize like it's it's something that's going to teach you something every time you do it and you always have to start somewhere. So that was probably the best learning for it for me is that like, I don't think I would have done it unless Alex had pushed me to do it with him, even though we're business partners and we we do this stuff day to day. I wasn't ready until Alex came along and sort of dragged me along with him in a positive way. He was like, you can do this. You understand this. And I think it was going back the same way too, where we would have, you know, debriefs at the end of scenes or something. And I'd be like, you're killing it, man. I understand that you're going through it too, but like, there's a lot here and it was working and it would be on the phone in between scene breaks too. And I'm making sure the bowling alley's coming through. It's all sorts of emotions. And then afterwards you realize oh, I just hadn't felt a lot of those things before in such a specific, powerful way. So in a, in a, in a big sense, it was just a huge amount of like growth in a, in a very short time, artistically and from, a, from like a, a, a business perspective too. You just don't know until you do it the first time. Yeah, you don't always get like a long learning curve in this business. You know, like a lot of it is learning on the fly, learning on the job. You know, for next time, if you guys, you know, can make another feature, uh, there's so much more, so many more arrows in the quiver that you're going to have to make that next thing. And you, you did, for a first feature, I, I think this is great. And it's great that you guys are getting distribution, getting out there, did well on the festival circuit. Speaking of which, I'm going to wrap up, but um, for people who want to know more about the movie, more about you guys, where can they find you on the web? Yeah, they can find the movie uh, at godonko.film. Uh, and it's it's out right now, uh, out and available on VOD and cable on demand. So that's iTunes, Amazon Prime, Vudu, uh, Vimeo. 
uh, Google Play, Microsoft Store, the PlayStation Store, and then cable on demand is like Comcast, Verizon, Frontier. Um, and our production company website is amcreative.myc. Um, and that's also on AM, AM Creative on uh, Instagram and AM Creative on Facebook. And then I'm on Instagram as at Alex Knapp, and people can search me on Facebook. And Max, you can say yours. You can find me at, at, at Max M. Gardner on Instagram, amcreative.nyc. It's amcreativenyc on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, go don't go dot film. Check it out wherever you get your VOD. And uh, international release comes soon, I hope. But it, right now it's domestic. So check your local listings. Great, guys. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, uh, keep us up to date and, uh, you know, send us press releases when you when you have uh, further progress on the on the movie and come back when you guys have another uh, project. I'd love to see you again. Totally. Thank you so much, man. Thanks really so much. Thanks, guys. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews, visit our website. No rest for the weekend podcast.com. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Once again, I'd like to thank my guests, Alex Knapp and Max Gardner, and also give a shout out to our sponsor, JMR Rentals. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>